0: Welcome to 43rd in Woodland, the intersection where family and science forge together. I'm Jared Hunter, class of 2016.
1: And I am Sean Ahern, class of 2019, and we are your hosts. Excited to bring you another episode for your personal and professional development.
0: During July, we'll be hosting a series of episodes titled Proven Everywhere, as we sit down with alumni who took non-traditional paths, either during or after their time at U Sciences.
1: Yes, and as you know, this is our second podcast episode of the july series and as you probably heard the intro music is a little bit different as well and that is because we have the very talented felina buslik who actually recorded this song as our intro and our actual music today so felina welcome to our podcast
2: yay thanks for having me
1: (laughs) (laughs) i love it
3: yay
1: yes
2: yay
1: And I have to give a quick shout out, although no one will see her, but we have to give a shout out to Nala, who's sitting right next to Felina right now, as we're recording yes. the podcast.
2: <laughs> also part of the class of 2015.
1: <laughs> yes. yes, of course. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> Love to hear
1: more about Nala later. But again, Felina, thank you so much for joining our podcast. Again, this is a series with individuals who took non-traditional paths. And again, not trying to call it anybody else from you sciences, but I think very few are able to say they've recorded and actually have a song on spotify right now so that is awesome congratulations on that
2: yes yeah thanks
1: yeah about that
3: (laughs) like i said i
0: did i have listened to stay on the ground like 50 times so Mm -hmm. it's stuck in my head
1: yeah we'll definitely make sure to give it a a huge shout out and promo at the end of the podcast too so people can go straight to it yeah absolutely yeah but I, i know we're jumping the gun so before we get there felina Definitely wants you to, just to start off with you giving us a little bit of background about yourself. I mean, before even starting from U Sciences, maybe about high school, how you got to U Sciences and where you are today.
2: Yeah, I feel like I talked about this all the time and I talk about this getting into vet school too. So I am originally from Jersey City, New Jersey. I um, went to a science-oriented high school, which kind of got me in the realm of wanting to go to a science-focused University which is how I ended up at U Sciences. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I knew that I liked science. I knew I liked helping people and I kind of while I was at U Sciences volunteered at a nearby animal shelter and that's kind of how I was like you know what I think I could see myself working with animals for the rest of my life so why not try veterinary medicine. So I got a bio degree from U Sciences and then ended up in veterinary medical school, which to be honest, I didn't think I was going to get in. But I would definitely attribute a lot of that success to a lot of my connections at U Sciences, not only with the biology department, but also my connection with music, because it was just like an interesting talking point for people. And it also kind of gave people this dimension like, okay, so you're not just book smart but also like you have a life and you like other things so you're aside from being smart you're somewhat interesting to talk to so <laughs> i guess that's kind of that in a nutshell
3: nice yeah. yeah we
0: actually so felina we met through the ketones the acapella group
2: we did and i'm wearing a shirt I yes. purposely wore
0: it. <laughs> course, I did notice that. I forget where I yeah. put mine. It's probably in a stack of other U Sciences shirts that I have.
2: Yes. I have so many T shirts from U Sciences. But yeah. yeah, so one of the things that I did in undergrad to kind of stay connected to music was actually so Dr. Robson mm-hmm. came up to me and was like, Hey, we used to have this pop back a group. Would you like to start this up again? And I remember Jared being one of like the first auditioners. Wow. I don't even remember what song he sang, but
0: I think it was an old, like an old church hymn actually.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. But yeah, I mean, ketones, I feel like I talked to, there's a select group of people that I still talk to today that are part of that group. But I remember you guys being a part of like one of my video applications for vet school. So that was, was <laughs> fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was definitely a, a great group. So shout out to the ketones. Um, I still talk to a lot of folks in that group.
2: Um, we did
3: some
0: fun things we had some good times we uh, did so kind of segueing into that i mean you've got a pretty long rap sheet in terms of your like musical talent so i did some digging on your uh, your spotify okay <laughs> and um so i learned that you taught yourself guitar which is very cool taught, yes i taught myself piano but i'm not very good and that you really I mean,
2: i'm not very good at guitar either but <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's a nice little jewel in the crown. And that you released your first EP the, the year that you graduated. It was called Canvas. I remember when
2: mm-hmm.
0: when you dropped that. Yes. The second one a few years ago called The Gray with your friend Dylan.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and that you guys have this group called MySpace Friends, which is awesome. I love that name. And then recently, yes. obviously, we all know, as we heard in the beginning of this episode and we'll hear at the end, you just recently dropped a new single called Stay on the Ground. So tell me a little bit about those kind of experiences. That's a pretty, that's five years of professional, almost music making. And I think it's really cool that, you know, someone who's in veterinary school is also able to have this kind of discography really is what I would call it uh, when it comes to a musical background.
2: Yeah, so that's a, that's a great question. And I think about this all the time, because I was actually at, on New Sciences a couple months ago shooting, like, alumni promo stuff. Mm -hmm. And I remember passing by, I think it's the Mill Creek Tavern. I don't even know if it's there anymore. Where I did the show. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah,
0: the track Mm -hmm. is is no more. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so, but that's where I did my um, EP release show. So, um, yeah, I would say I amazed myself that I was able to pull that off. But it started off when I was at U Sciences, I was a music minor and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do for my, I forget what they call, like an independent study.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's kind of like you can do, honestly, do whatever you want. Like most people write a paper or we'll do a presentation. And I was like, well, I want to make a record. So I would say the Canvas EP is definitely not my best work, but it's something, right? It was the beginning. I worked with mel who's also a producer here in Jersey City but I felt like our styles were mismatched so it was kind of slow getting that stuff together and I I guess it was like early Felina sounds. so I like was not sure if this is how I wanted it to sound but it was still like fun because I got to involve some of my classmates from jazz band to be a part of the band and then I also got Christine on, who's now Dr. on somewhere yeah. she help sing sing on a couple of tracks and then dr michelle amena also was playing violin for it and this was also around the time where it just got accepted into veterinary school so i was like wow i can do anything like i can put a record and i can get into veterinary school and like they seem like they're not really connected but in a way they kind of are because music was really important to me and of course when you go to like a big university where you're studying a lot to get to where you're trying to be, whether that's, you know, getting the PharmD D or getting into a medical school or applying for a PhD program. Like you have to have like these systems or like self care things in place. And I definitely think music was one of those.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I was just able to somehow turn it into like, Oh, I can get a grade for this. And this is something that I love to do. And I feel like, it's It's kind of like outsmarting yourself in a way, but also it's rewarding because this is, these are things that you like to do so and then being able to do that in veterinary school was also the same thing. It was more like this is a self care kind of mechanism, and a lot of these songs I write are basically like reflections of things I'm going through in life. And when you're in school, life of course, happens. I don't know, breakups, unfortunately. And my friends joke about how, like, I'm a Taylor Swift because I'll write about my breakups. But I don't know. I guess people really connect with that. And and that also kind of ties in, like, I want to help people and connect with people. And that's why I'm a veterinarian. Um, but also I'm a musician. So it's kind of like they're intertwined in a way.
0: That's such a cool sentiment, though, to think about. Especially, I think that kind of really amplifies what we're trying to do with this series is, is not necessarily just show that people... Who attended U Sciences or alumni from U Sciences have done these things that aren't connected to healthcare or to science, but they actually are very integrated into our lives. Like the things that happened at U Sciences, the things that we learned at U Sciences are kind of the cause to the effect, right? So, like that, they're very much interconnected, which is just another really cool sentiment and kind of, um, Piece of, of information, you know, especially for potential students or other alumni who are thinking about doing something maybe a little bit outside of their healthcare field, which I think is just a really awesome way for you to sum it up. Like these things are very much connected, that they're not separate tracks that are running parallel, but that they're really intertwined.
2: I 100% agree. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: I guess with that, Nala, do you, I mean, I almost, I said Nala. I said,
2: <laughs> yeah, you did. It looks like she's literally just chilling with us, That this she, never no, happens. Yeah. Oh, no, Really? Yeah, this never happens. Usually <laughs> she's, um, she'll try to get in my way. Yeah. Um, like she'll be all over this right now, <laughs> but she's, yeah, she's being actually pretty good right now.
3: Yeah.
1: Maybe it's because I gave her the shout out in the beginning. I think that's what
2: Probably, it was. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: That is too funny. But I guess yeah. to go back off of that, that point that Jared was saying is that how everything is intertwined with mm-hmm. school, with U Sciences, as well as, again, helping people and whatnot. But I guess how did really U Sciences prepare you with what you're doing now, especially with veterinary medicine, as well mm-hmm. as on top of, I mean, it sounds like it helps you out with your music career in a sense as well.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of it is honestly working with people. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, of course, a lot of healthcare care and um, a lot of community work is you work with the people. And the one thing that I've definitely learned uh, and being like one year out of practice as a veterinarian is it's, it's all about the people. Mm-hmm. You have to know how to communicate with people. You know, how, you have to learn how to gain their trust. And you know, you use your knowledge to help these people, but at the end of the day, you know, when you're applying for a job as a working healthcare professional, it's it's not going to boil down to, you know, you had a 4.0 GPA in, yeah. in school. It's going to boil down to, like, how well are you going to be able to work with your co-workers? How well are you going to be able to work with um, your patients or your clients? And I think you sciences. Uh, did a really good job of preparing me for things like that. I want to give a shout out to Mr. Lebowitz's communications class, mm-hmm. which I was a part of. And I, f- I felt a lot of the things that I learned in that class, I thought were very valuable, mm-hmm. um, especially now I'll say during the pandemic about assertiveness um, because I feel, I guess just a mini event, like a lot, everyone's on edge or was on edge maybe still a little bit on edge yeah. of the pandemic
3: mm-hmm. but you
2: know we gotta help each other out right so us uh, definitely setting boundaries is has been quite helpful and just like thinking of that assertiveness class that Leibowitz put on was I'm thinking about it now I'm like knowing what I know now and thinking back then I would have never thought that that was going to be helpful whatsoever yeah so that communications course was pretty helpful and then I guess like I'm just going to shout out to the bio department once again. they were just very supportive. Um, They had a lot of resources and I felt like they helped me get to where I was with their connections and all those things. And also like writing me great recommendation letters Mm -hmm. and then like thinking about things like cell biology, which was the hardest class I've ever took that ended up being some of my First year classes in vet school. So like, oh when you, yeah. So when you t- think about all these details and minutia that they talk about in you sciences, and you're kind of like, I'm never gonna use this ever. It ends up coming back in veterinary school, which was kind of freaky. But I was also like, wow, I probably should have paid more attention back then to help me now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I would say a lot of the help that I got from you sciences was very serendipitous, and I did not realize it up until being working professional to that today.
1: Yeah. That's a great yeah. way to, to say it. And again, we'll give another shot to Dr. B. Witz and the biology department. I know there's so yeah. many people in the biology department for you to give a shout out to, but we'll give out to the, shout yeah. to the whole department.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's funny that you say that too, because like, like I said, Jerry kind of kicked off this series and he kind of said the same thing. Hindsight 2020, the things that you science has taught you and how you're carrying that over today plays such a huge factor which is great. And with that as well, I mean, going in now transitioning to being a veterinarian and even on top of that, I mean, I wouldn't even consider it like a non-traditional path because like we said, I, I feel like you intertwined all this together. Going to veterinary medicine from starting from new sciences it, is a niche within itself. And so I guess jumping into veterinary medicine and now being a veterinarian, as well as your music career, what I guess we can say advantages has that kind of given you as going into the workforce now?
2: Absolutely. So I mean, like I mentioned before, it was a great talking point for my interviews, but also people are interested in it. And also, and when I also interviewed for veterinary positions, every employer that I've spoke with was like, yeah, I saw your YouTube channel. And I was like, Oh, God." <laughs> but also, I guess it's kind of cool. Because then there's you have a presence. But I mean, I guess for for me, my YouTube channel, there's nothing like super controversial about my YouTube channel. I'm just, you know, singer songwriter posting music. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I guess the um, fun fact is employers do Google you, um, (laughs) so they'll find everything about you that's on the internet. Mm -hmm. It gave me a lot of friends, I guess. In veterinary school, I would do open mics, which is similar to what I did actually in undergrad. I did a bunch of open mics, either at U Sciences or on Penn's campus, wherever there really was. So that was kind of like a habit I carried with me. Um, in Columbus and I actually gained a lot of good friends and network there and I actually I think it's funny because I'll have like I have musician friends in Philadelphia so when I'm in Philadelphia I could like have a band there and then I have people in Columbus and people here in New Jersey so it's, it's kind of nice having like this nice network mm-hmm. um, and not only just it's not necessarily work related but having that network and having a support system is just important in general for life especially like being a veteran, it can be quite stressful. So having that to fall back on is actually quite nice. And I would say probably being a musician, I'm not going to put too much weight on this, but I would say it was probably like a cool factor that uh, got me into my relationship that I'm in today. So (laughs) yeah. Thank (laughs) you. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm i thankful that I stuck with it. Time management is hard, but if it's really important to you, you'll make it work.
0: Was there, I, do you know a lot of people that were a part of that, like headed toward that track?
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah, there's a, there's a few of us, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I know someone in the year above me reached out to me, Andrea Doyle, who's, I guess, technically an alumnus.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then this past year... Matt Schroeder and Sasha Lazowski that were part of the biology department just graduated this year. So wow,
3: great.
2: yeah, two wins for you sciences.
3: Yeah. And um,
2: veterinary medicine. Yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I guess that's a pretty good segue. So, you know, we're talking about these alumni who have been in this vet track uh, that you've been connected with, but I'm also wondering just in general, not even necessarily within the scope of, you know, your music minor, the things that you've done there, Mm-hmm. Just as uh, students or alumni who are thinking about doing something a little bit non-traditional, what would be some advice, pointers that you would give to folks, students or alumni, about things that they might be thinking about, whether it's maybe going into to veterinary school or who are bio majors or who are music minors or people who want mm-hmm. to get into something just a little bit non-traditional?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. And I guess I'm going to try and blanket this statement as much as I can. But I guess in the wise words of Shia LaBeouf is to just do it. <laughs> and I think a lot of it is there's a mental battle of trying to figure out like, oh, is this something I really want to do? Is this worth the effort? All those things. And because I've definitely gone through those questions in my head, mm-hmm. um, especially with trying to apply to veterinary school. It's very competitive. You know, it's really expensive things like that. And I honestly, I put in an application, didn't have much expectations and I got it. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to not go to vet school now. Right. And I think if if people are thinking about seriously considering, you know, going to a biology program or going to a professional school and if it really aligns with what they want to do, um, then it's probably the right thing. Right. And I feel like I've definitely like throughout my life, it's really cheesy, but I've always been known to kind of follow my passion and not really care about things like money or success. And if I did, I probably wouldn't be a veterinarian, mm. but you, sh- you should do what you love. Right. Yeah. Um, and you should do what makes you happy. And it's, it's a little bit tough I would say, cause there's for people who might have, you know, expectations and things like that, but I really think people should just do what's best for them. And if, you know, going to a science school is what they want, then they should just go for it. Mm. And also kind of to tie into the whole music thing, that was just another thing that I, you know, love to do and I felt like, you know, just because I went to a science school that had a small music program, which was honestly enough for me to even consider a school, it was that important to me that I wanted to keep in my life. So I think that once you realize what's important to you and what makes you happy, you should just follow it and see where it takes you.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Love that. Love
1: that. Yeah. yeah couldn't have said it any better. Cause I, I feel like a lot of people at least go to you scientists get caught up like, Oh, I'm going to the school for the money. Or like you said, the title or the status, but like you said, at the end of the day, you live such a more fulfilling life when you go for your passion. And mm-hmm. I guess with that, jumping onto the good old Shiloh Buff that said, just do it. <laughs> I guess I want to ask too, because as you can see, I am not musically talented at all, but I'd love to hear more about how the challenge has been with recording music and working with people as you're creating music, like with COVID going on, how has that impacted your musical career so far? And how have you found ways to navigate that?
2: Yeah. So it's, it's definitely a little bit tough. I think, but it's also good. It's tough because there's zero shows happening right now, like zero performances and all that stuff, mm-hmm. which is a downer. Because that's one of the things I love about music is performing live. Because I like connecting with the audience. At youth sciences in Philadelphia, I love to go into like basement shows and like punk shows and all those things. Mm-hmm. And we can't have that right now in COVID because it's just it's not safe. Mm-hmm. So I guess trying to find new ways to be creative about connecting with people which I feel like a lot of musicians are thankfully you know with the digital age musicians are utilizing things like live streams. so I've done a couple I'm not great at them but also like I would say my fan base which is so weird to to use it's I guess it's a select group of people and honestly like if five or 10 people will tune into a live stream like that's enough to like make me be like oh yeah he did something <laughs> um, but you know live streams are a big thing just you know doing a lot of hobby writing and playing which is what a lot of people are doing right during quarantine which is brushing up on hobbies or even picking up new hobbies
3: mm-hmm.
2: and then me and my producer Dylan we haven't met in person because he's kind of reluctant still about the whole COVID but he has a new release coming up, and I'm on a couple of tracks of those. So he'll basically send stuff back. We'll, I'll listen to it. I'll send him my notes. So there's definitely ways to kind of adapt to do the whole work at home thing with the musician stuff. There's definitely a huge hit because live shows aren't happening but I guess there are ways that you can, I think there are organizations out there that are trying to lobby and help raise money for not only musicians, but like other artists like uh, actors and Broadway people, all those things. So it's interesting. It's going to be the word I'm going to use to describe it. <laughs>
3: That's a good I
2: def- Yeah, I mean, I miss it because like the summer is the time where like you have festivals and mm-hmm. shows and that- stuff. Yeah, so it's... But I would say it's obviously for the greater good that we're playing it safe. I mean, I'm quite nervous about COVID-19 every day, but, you know, we just got to do the best we can.
1: Yeah, of course. Well, I can confidently say that you added two additional people to your fan base. Jared might have already been, so maybe one. But if not, that's definitely two. uh,
2: Welcome. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes, definitely. And I don't want to put you on the spot, but is there any new releases or anything that you're doing right now that you'd like to share with our listeners?
2: Yeah, so I'll circle back to the single that Jared had mentioned earlier. So a couple weeks ago, I just released a single called Stay on the Ground. um, And it's probably like the most energetic song I put out there. Um, And me and my producer, Dylan, are really proud of it. Mm-hmm. Dylan is putting out an acoustic EP of an album he put out last year called Happy Tears of Friends, and I am on a few of those tracks. Okay. And then sometime, hopefully this year, there might be uh, some more Foligno France releases for me, but I won't speak specifics yet. But
3: <laughs> you got to,
2: yeah, just follow to stay tuned. Yeah,
3: well,
1: okay. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah Sounds good. Yeah. And if it's okay with you, we'll definitely share maybe the link to your Spotify or anything like that in our intro or introductory section for the podcast so people can jump right on that. Yeah.
2: Yes, absolutely. And also on Apple Music, if you know, people use Apple Music or Tidal or Napster or whatever is out there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is Napster still around? Is that a thing?
2: I don't know. I kind of just
0: you You might have aged yourself. That's fine. Um, I mean,
2: I don't. I didn't. I've never used
0: it. So, wire <laughs> was a thing back in the day. I guess.
2: Yes, it was. I've used it. Please don't come for me, FBI.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Uh, and I, I think it's great. You know, I've gotten really into finding more eclectic music in the last few years. So, mm-hmm. anyone who's thinking about like breaking into that scene, I think now more than ever, there's a lot of people who are looking for like independent artists and people who are still kind of growing what they're doing. And it's just really fun to kind of watch that progression, at least in like an audio format. So definitely excited for for what's coming up next. And we'll, yeah, like Sean said, you've definitely added two new fans. Oh yeah. The Felina. Yay! And so we're wrapping up as we do traditionally on the show with a little bit of a twist, obviously, because this is a very interesting and kind of unique series that we're doing. Two questions for you Felina. So one what would you tell us is your favorite u sciences memory and then one favorite memory that you have in your music background. One kind of like crazy something that just kind of stands out in your head. So favorite u sciences and favorite music memory.
2: Yeah. Uh wow, this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go with whatever is in my head right yeah. now. So um, my favorite e-science is memory, the first time I moved to an off-campus house, mm-hmm. which was right where, like right across the street from Guacamole. Was oh. that the name of the place?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's still there.
2: Okay, cool. It's still there. So I mm-hmm. used to live right across from there. I can't even remember the street, but mm-hmm. I remember moving there and having lots of fun h- hangouts with all my friends who were like all from different programs. We had pharmaceutical business um, people, we'd have chem people, we had health science people and pharmacy people and we would always play board games. So that was fun. Nice. And then my favorite memory in the musical background. Uh, <laughs> tough, yeah. <laughs> oh man.
0: We're going to leave. We're not going to edit out that little sigh, by the way. No, no, we're not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was <laughs> listening, by the way. He's like, oh, gosh.
2: Yeah, that's funny. Oh, there's, there's too many to pick from. Um, I played, we played like a, a little basement show in South Jersey for my friend's band. Um, and it was very low key and it was fun. And there's like this weird stand-up Big Bird <laughs> blow up statue. But it was so random, but um, <laughs> it was a good crowd. We had lots of food, lots of pizza and beer that you, which is probably very typical for yeah. like a uh, party hangout. But yeah, I would say uh, that actually happened exactly a year ago. Oh, wow. Nice. Which is probably why I'm thinking about it now. Yeah,
0: yeah. Very cool. And we're talking about Big Bird from like Sesame Street. Yes,
2: yeah. correct.
0: Totally casual. Just a bit.
2: yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No questions asked, right? right. Very <laughs> yeah.
0: cool. We're really excited to be able to, to kind of highlight some of these uh, other things that are going on in people's lives. I think it makes everybody a little bit more a little bit more real. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, to actually see folks doing things that you might not expect a, a veterinarian to do, you know, if you're taking your cat to the vet, and this is also the person who's like, taught herself guitar and she's got like two yeah. out. like it's very you know just very cool.
2: I um, actually have a funny story to talk about that. Yeah. So I, I work in Jersey City and Dylan and I have played shows in Jersey City. So I had one client who brought her dog for like vaccine just like Aren't you in MySpace friends? And I was like, um, yeah. <laughs> Surprise
3: <laughs> So
2: yeah. Yeah so so people Will occasionally say things like that, which is so funny.
0: So, you're basically so that you're famous,
1: kind yeah, of. Yeah, she's famous.
0: I she know. Uh, I wouldn't
2: say that. I'm famous, right.
0: but I think that's the closest thing that we've gotten to a celebrity on this show. <laughs> I know. And uh, so funny. So, now there's even more of a reason for people to listen to this episode. Yes. <laughs> 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 Well, Felina, we really want to thank you again for for taking some time to, to talk to us and to talk to all of our listeners. Thanks, guys. All right. Yeah,
2: thank
1: you.